back to the Mel Wright Show. It's episode 125. My co-host Thomas can't be with us at this episode, but I think I can handle things, don't you think so, folks? And we've got a great special guest um, on the show, Karen Conrad. And Karen is a um, very experienced realtor um, based in the Reno area. Would you like to also give a quick introduction, Karen? Hi, everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm a realtor, actually a broker, both in uh, Reno, Nevada, and uh, licensed in California as well. So I've been in the business quite a long time. And so I look forward to spending the time with you, Jonathan. Oh, it's very kind of you to agree to come on the show. Um, Karen just recently um, came back from the National Association of Realtors Conference and Expo for 2017. And um, Karen was really um, gracious to say that she would come on the show and give her general thoughts about um, just around what she generally thought of the expo and about Pacific presentations and that. So I think it was held um, over a five-day period, wasn't that, isn't that correct, Karen? Um, actually, we uh, went from November 1st through the 5th, and the first few days was uh, part of the Women's Council of Realtors, and they uh, connected as uh, part of the NAR and so NAR, which is the National Association of Realtors, was from Friday through Monday. And we went a few days to spend with the Women's Council as well. And what, is, what does this Women's Council do, actually, Karen? Um, they also promote uh, both women and in the real estate industry. They uh, do training classes as well. And so it's kind of nationwide here. And we network, uh, try to promote each other. Uh, they give a lot of tools and resources throughout the year on how to um, do things. And then they do fundraisers uh, as well uh, for donations and things. So uh, do you think personally you would advise other female real estate agents, realtors to join that? I think so. Yeah, it's a great way. Uh, one of the great things we did uh, is my first time going to a women's council and uh, convention is to network how much networking really gets going through both NAR and the Women's Council every night and uh, part of the day there was some place where we went and networked with other realtors throughout the thing got to know them got to find out their part of their business where what they do and where they're from and we got to do the same. So what was the general buzz the general feel of of that part of the expo and in general what were some of the um, things you heard being said the most often when you were talking to people, Karen? Um, everybody seemed upbeat about the market and how their market was continuing to prove. So I see that no one was really negative about the market. They were all upbeat about the market and how they were doing. And uh, that across the nation sounded good to us. Oh. It, you know, we had a good market here in Reno, as well as, you know, places in Texas and the Northeast. So it was really nice to see that. That's great. So it was held in Chicago, windy Chicago. So how was that? Um, it was my first time to Chicago and uh, I loved it. The weather was uh, pretty cooperative, I guess, for the most part. It was a little chilly, a little windy, of course. But uh, we were able to walk most of the times. We had one bad day, which was rainy, but the buildings and the architecture just walking around downtown there was just beautiful to see and it was my first time there and uh it was 
very, very pretty. Oh, great. So how was the conference run in general? Was you impressed by the way it was run? Oh, excellent. They had it at the convention uh, center. And of course, they had several hotels uh, throughout downtown. And what they did was they had buses that took us to the convention center um, throughout the day. Uh, So we didn't have to worry about transportation. We, whenever we wanted to go, there was a bus like every half hour going to the convention center and back. So it was great in that aspect. The Women's Council um, had a lot of their classes uh, early on at the Parma Hotel, and that's where we stayed. And so we just had to go downstairs to see some of their classes and, and networking. And some of the restaurants we went to at night, um, we were able to walk to. So it was great. That sounds fantastic. So to get into the nitty-gritty of it, what were some of the presentations that you caught your eye the most that um, um, you liked? There were some great classes uh, that I went with some other realtors, and sometimes we went together to the classes, and other times we split up so we could cover more. Mm-hmm. So if you can go with someone, it's really good because you can get twice as much knowledge throughout the whole uh, show if you can split up or you know, and then meet up later <clears throat> on some of those courses. One of the things I liked um, that uh, the Women's Council had to offer was the 30-minute makeover. And uh, it wasn't really so much of your uh, beauty, but it was really talking about how you can build your content and your marketing strategies and to um, grab your audience, mm-hmm. uh, leverage it a little bit better, and how to generate leads. And so they came up with um, some great theme ideas that you could do on a monthly basis and how to blog uh, specifically. You could either post it on your Facebook once a month uh, and have a theme for uh, once a month uh, that you can blog. And so you just take a calendar out and you plan it out from January, December and have a theme for each month and Mm -hmm. blog it. And if you post it each time of the month it's a good time uh to do that and they'll look for it and so each month to grab someone is to come up with a theme you know if you want to start in january you know you could start say hey it's a new year's resolution let's get started in buying a new home this year how can we get you uh to help you with buying a home and so each month you came up with a different theme and it was a good networking thing of that um that was one of the classes I liked. Uh, there was another one on um, breaking into luxury homes um, and how to get started. And of course, um, every market is different with luxury. I mean, you could be luxury at 500,000 in one state and others. It could be a million to two. Uh, here in Reno, our luxury probably starts at 700,000 and above. Um, so it's a good way. It didn't matter where you are in what state. But um, how to break in, and some people are nervous about breaking into the luxury market, but um, the gentleman, uh, Sean, um, we were able to come up with some great ideas. And this gentleman who um, started it actually was, um, who gave the class, was from Cape Cod. And so he did a great job. He had a few techniques uh, that were... um, available. He gave highlights. He gave an e-publication that we could go online and and download. Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of one of his things was 12 showing no-nos what you should do on a um, on a luxury home. Obviously, you could do this on every home, but you know, sometimes 
you have to remind yourself, you know, you're there to benefit the client and not to rush out and get through the home. Sometimes a client takes longer to see the home and get there ahead of time, obviously, to make sure the house shows well. Um, and with luxury market, it's going to take a lot more seeing it online. And of course, luxury, you got to have great pictures and people go online first. They got to see it online. And, and if you have good pictures, they're going to want to see a little bit more. And, and the longer they'll stay on your lot, uh, the more con you, content you have online, uh, the more they'll stay it and they'll have a little more interest on there. So he had some great ideas to uh, break into the market. One of them was um, the go, go find out who the um, go-getters are uh, for the sellers. And that's really finding out who the sellers um, of the luxury market, and they all have services. You know, some of them have yards. And so who takes care of their yard? Who takes care of their lawn? Who takes care of uh, the services that are provided to some of these luxury homeowners that they service out? You want to get to know who, some of these tradesmen. And um, because they can help introduce you, you have a link of services yourself that you can introduce to the homeowners. So it's a great way to break in, get to know some of these service people that provide the services to some of these um, wealthy homeowners. And that will help, you know, lead you into some, some of these homeowners. So it was a great class. Um, another one was uh, blogging and getting the most out of the, the technology today. And um, whether you blog it on real estate or regular items, you know, you don't have to blog about real estate all the time. So, I mean, obviously a homeowner will buy a home, you know, seven to 10 years, might be longer now. Um, so they wanna hear from you that, that are things different from real estate, you know, that will affect them that have value to them. So just don't blog all about real estate, blog about some other things that happen in life. If you go out and you have service somewhere and someone gives you extraordinary service, whether that was at a restaurant or at the airport, um, anywhere you go and you get an extraordinary service, why not blog about it? Tell someone that, you know, hey, look, I just went to this place and I had a great experience because this person really gave me good service. That will get around and people will do the same for you if you give them that mm -hmm. service. So it's a great idea to, to blog about things other than just the real estate area. And uh, the other thing was video, which I do video. Uh, one of the better things today, though, <clears throat> is doing live video like we're doing here. Um, go out and do a live video at your open house. Uh, people will see it. And um, when you're going to do some blogging or video Try to find out who your audience is. Um, are you trying to get the baby boomers? Are you trying to get the X generation uh, people? Are you trying to get the millennials? Because uh, what you put out will track that and you can kind of target that content towards them. And time frame too. If you're going to post something, you know, you, uh, a baby boomer will tend to look at something early in the morning before noon. They're kind of like the people, if you notice... Um, I'm almost, I guess I am in that. Anyway, we try to look at our, the newspaper, but no longer do we have the newspaper. So people go online. So the baby boomers to, tend to look at their stuff early in the morning versus, you know, the millennials will look at it something late at night or 
after lunch, you know. So if you're going to post something, know when to post it. And your content of who you're trying to reach is a great thing to focus on. So um, like I said, the convention is great because the classes, there was information for anybody and everything, whether you wanted to do video, learn more about video, whether you want to learn about podcasting, blogs, how to do more open houses and get more leads, how to uh, be more organized. I mean, it just, in general, I had a wide variety of topics throughout the whole three days, three to four days that you were there. So. Yeah. so out of the kind of three to four areas that you've um, covered, the presenters, which one um, on reflection sticks out the most to you? Um, I liked the one that um, was on leveraging your, your tools today to build a better relationship. And that was really on blogging and taking it to the next extreme of to do it. And I'm not, I'm just getting into the blogging. And so I'm just learning it. So I felt like I learned more from that uh, of how to do it and just make it simple. And, and sometimes we don't start stuff because we feel it's too complicated, mm -hmm. but a blog can be just simple. It doesn't have to be long. It just can be simple. So um, I'm going to try to do that this year is to do a little more blogging and maybe do more live videos um, because that will um, maybe take us a little bit further in the live videos. Um, that oh, do. Definitely more people will see it. Um, that's one of the um, things that confuses a lot of agents. So I think we're going to a bit more detail after um, we come back from our break, which we're just about to do, folks. It's been a fascinating discussion so far with Karen. And so we're going to go for our break and we'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. I've been having a chat with Karen Conrad, a very experienced realtor based in Reno, Northern Nevada, my home area. She um, went to the National Association of Realtors Conference and Expo at the beginning of the uh, the beginning of November. Um, Thomas is not with me, uh, Rob, but he will be back next week. Um, um, so, Karen, um, I think. Um, when we had a quick pre-chat before you, you agreed to come on, um, one of the speakers was on the luxury market, and I think one of the area, one of the points he made um, that surprised you was how local the buyers probably will be uh, that will buy this uh, luxury property. Um, was am I correct about that? Yeah, he said to if you're going to get in that luxury market, look at the market you're in, uh, pull a map up and pull some statistics. You know, your what you're going to um, find out there, whether it's price per square foot. Um, it de doesn't matter what you know your market, know the map of where they are, and from there, if you you can kind of circle where some of those sales are coming from. 
if you look at the history of where that buyer came from, a lot of his, and he was on the Cape Cod area, a lot of his people were from local uh, ranges, you know, three to five miles um, of that home. Obviously, you do have some out of uh, state and out of country buyers that still come in today, uh, but there's a good percentage of homeowners, uh, new ones that are coming in that are locally because some of their neighbors have a friend or a family member that wants to buy that home. And so you want to market not only to that, you know, um, direct neighbors next door, you want to, within that mile to two miles, go out and really market, send your product out and do a quality product. If you're going to do luxury, do a quality brochure. Don't go cheap um, because that is great marketing for you. So um, make sure you do quality. And he had um, used uh, some quality products throughout his uh, career. And he showed us some of that. And it does make a difference using quality photography uh, that shows online using the brochure that he has, um, and he makes it just not one page. It could be three or four pages. Um, he creates a booklet as well, um, and he'll use a booklet using Shutterfly to bind it, which is really a neat idea. I thought that was a great idea to bind the presentation, uh, make it personalized, you know, put a little extra. It's a special book for the seller. You know, they'll appreciate it, and uh, the sellers are willing to spend the money if they're going to get the good service that they expect. So give it and you'll get a good reward in the end. Yeah, I think that's fantastic advice, Karen. Um, I think it's, um, like you say, the brochure, um, your Facebook advertising, um, the photography, probably also hiring a videographer to mm -hmm. um, do a decent professional video. Everything's got to be um, up to the same standard and the same branding message, hasn't it? Yeah, I would say. Even the drones. I mean, people are getting into drones today, but um, as long as every... There's a, a lead of people that you can call on. You don't have to do it yourself. I guess people don't want to do it because I can't do it. So neither can I. I mean, I'm not a great photographer, but I can have a list of two or three that can go out and do a better job. They know the lighting. They know when to talk. Same with videos. They know how to do it. They know sound really good. Uh, that makes a big difference, having sound. Putting music to something with their video, it helps. It smooths them, people through um, when they're looking at online. I mean, most people do look at something online and they can do it at two in the morning or they can do it five in the morning or, you know, nine in the morning. That's what's so great about online. Anybody can see it at any time and in their own time frame. And if you have the content there, they'll stay on your page longer to look at it. Yeah, I think uh, I think also, I love your feedback on this. I think also a lot of agents and realtors, um, I was going to use the word suffer, but um, have the difficulty understanding that some bits need to be hyper-professional, other bits you can do yourself, and people's expectations are not unrealistic. They like some of that more personal 
um, video and like you talking and explaining some feature about the house, but also it's, you know, from the mid market to the luxury or any of the, any market we're talking about, they also expect some professional um, materials as well. And it's mixing all that up in the appropriate way. Do you think I'm right on that, Karen? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely use it when you need it, uh, but don't be afraid to use your own cell phone. The iPhone, I use it, um, and it does a great video. I mean, if I wanted to do a longer video, obviously, I may do a more professional one, but I use my iPhone quite often, and especially now with the live ones, the live videos, obviously, that's what I have in hand is my iPhone, so I will use it uh, to my best advantage out there. And take a video, and it doesn't have to be a long video. It could be, you know, less than a minute uh, video. The shorter, the better on some of them. So take advantage of that when you can. Yeah, also another area I think a lot of agents struggle with is getting the balance of their online marketing and their community face-to-face marketing. They tend to either... um, dismiss one or the other uh, or they struggle about how they um, should blend these two worlds into a coherent marketing message Uh, have you struggled with that at all oh yeah sometimes you just get too much and you don't know where to begin you know you have uh, what do I take care of first and that's uh, something that each agent needs to decide on what they want to improve on uh, on themselves and our market is always changing. Real estate is always changing. Technology is always changing. So you have to stay on top of things. And that's kind of why I like to go to these uh, conventions. It's been a while since I've been to NAR, but I'm glad I went. And I think every agent should go at least once uh, every couple of years. You mm-hmm. get the latest technology. The vendors out there, there's tons of them out there. You can go talk to them personally and learn a little bit more about their product and see it and feel it. Also is just networking and learning these uh, courses, whether it's a half hour class or an hour class. Um, You pay for the conference, you get to go to any of these classes for free. So go take advantage of it. You can even get continuing ed classes out of some of them. So um, I took two classes that I was able to get continuing ed out of that. So that was good. Um, If you can go, go with someone. And it's good to share that experience with that person. So you mentioned um, the expo part, the vendor part. Um, mm-hmm. I think in our pre-show um, chat, you said there was over like two to 300 different vendors. Any, any still resonate in your mind that um, any of the products that took your eye that you thought were interesting? You know, I was looking for different things and um, there are some old, uh, vendors uh, that are out there that are still out there that go to the shows. Um, Top Producer is one of the older vendors that's been around and they're still out there going to the conventions. Uh, there was some CRM uh, contact management classes, uh, not classes, but vendors. Mm-hmm. And there was about three or four there. So I looked at them. Um, there was, uh, let's see, uh, personal marketing. That was kind of the newsletter. That was pretty popular uh, way back and it's still today's popular they just formatted it differently a little bit now and um, so you can still use that product instead of doing just an online email you may want to still do the snail mail uh, newsletter which still I think is very effective 
if you do it right. So you no, have I think, some uh, of that. I think you're totally right there, Karen. You just need to mix it up in a coherent strategy. But um, I wouldn't dismiss any of the more traditional uh, marketing mythologies and then combine it with the most effective online ones. So I think a lot of agents... I don't know if you agree with this, Karen. A lot of agents think they they got to like dismiss the more traditional methods and go all online, or they dismiss the online completely and they keep with traditional methods. Where I think a combination of uh, of ones in is the better strategy. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. You got to mix it up, um, and you. I think it attracts more. Uh, sellers and buyers that way too, because not everybody's going to see something online and then you think, oh, they're going to look online, they're going to see my newsletter online all the time. Well, no, not necessarily. Sometimes they're going to see it in the mail and if you can do both, you just get twice as much coverage, I think is good. So the the CRMs, which are customer management um, systems um, or client management systems, they have different titles. So you said you looked at about four. Can you remember any of the others that you looked at? Um, for uh, contact management, I there was one that Google. Uh, well, it goes with uh, Gmail. I guess it's called Streaks. That mm. was a new one. Um, there was oh gosh, I'd have a I have to get my list out i'm not sure i have them all here um i don't imagine there was some that i was looking at i i like streaks because it went with gmail that's yes, for me goes. personally yeah. um uh contractual that was another yeah. one that was there yeah they've um, been they've been around they, quite they've been well. around uh for another one I think uh, uh, I think they actually got a module specifically, um, an extra module which bolts on to their system that was specifically designed for real estate agents. I'm not totally sure that, but I think it, I'm correct about that. Um, with these systems, it's always difficult to find the right balance because um, it's a personal choice thing, isn't it, Karen? Because um, it's a balance between ease of use. Right. And function out, you know, how much it offers because sometimes that can be too much functionality for somebody that's just looking for a basic system, where other people might be looking at something that's got all the uh, all a ton of functionality. So it's finding the right system with the right level of functionality. What do you think about that? I I agree because. Uh, some people have a little more computer knowledge and you want something that you're going to be able to use every day. And if it takes you several months or weeks to learn a system that's going to be functional, um, that's taking too much time for you, too much downtime. But learn a, get with a CRM and just use it and don't switch, you know, just stay with it, you know, and learn it and then use it. And some of them try to use one program and then they switch to a different program, then switch to a different yeah. program. So find one that you like and just stick with it and then put your what names in it as quickly as possible and just come up with a system as to contact them on a monthly and weekly basis, how you mm -hmm. can keep in touch with your database because that's your most valuable um, assets that you have out there besides yourself uh, you're selling yourself but you need to contact these uh, people that you meet and how are you going to do that because you tend to 
forget uh, very easily. There's so much going on in this market. And if you don't have a reminder, your CRM will remind you, hey, did you call these people? Or you can list them, these five people I need to call uh, today. Um, it's their birthday, so I should be calling them. So you can put all that information in whatever contact management is. And each one of them is different. You just have to find out which works best for you. And um, I'm still going through some of them um, and seeing which I like. Yeah, I think that's great because um, what Karen is saying, folks, is um, you just you've got to have some automated system that also reminds you because there's just so much going on. And um, follow through, keep keeping in touch with your warm. Um, I also think a lot of realtors don't understand how the the machine has to be fed with a lot of leads a lot of, you've got to be constantly building up your database and then you need a system where you divide it up um so um different people at the different stages of the buying or selling process get different content don't they karen oh yeah you um one of the main speakers there was Brian Buffini and he was always talking about your database. He's a major trainer and put people in an A, B or C uh, content of your database and who you work with the A's immediately B's and C's and have everybody um, in your database and start tagging them. Are they someone that's going to need something right away? You could have a C client that is maybe in a year, but something happens and they need to buy now or sell now. But if you're not in contact with them, you're not going to know that. So stay in contact. And the contact management, whether it's a newsletter online or database, um, automatic emails that go out, that will keep you in front of the client. So you just need to do that and then make your calls to them um, on, a, on a consistent basis. I think that's great. Thanks for coming on the show, Karen. So we're going to um, wrap it up now. So how can people um, get hold of you and learn more about what you're doing, Karen? Oh, I'm here in Reno, Nevada. And so I can be contacted at Karen at KarenConrad.com or you can always call my cell and that's 775-527-7021. Love to hear from you. Again, if you want more information on what I liked, uh, just give me a call. I'll send you some of my notes. And you also got your website, haven't you, Karen? I do have a website, and it's karenconrad.com. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Jonathan. Uh, that's no problem, Karen. Um, if you want to get hold of uh, me, it's quite easy. Um, go to the MailRight website. Um, we've got a load of content on there that supports our podcasts and the topics that we discuss. Or you can go to my personal Twitter um, which is at Jonathan Denwood, or you can go to the Mel Wright Facebook page and we have all the interviews and we're going to be starting our Facebook group in the near future. So you'll be able to be part of the tribe and have a chat between me and the better half of this show, Thomas. So we're going to wrap it up folks. Um, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>